Hello, Echoes. How are you today? We are coming to you to talk about Mercury retrograde. I know, I know. Everybody calm down. It's nothing to be frightened over. Everybody have a seat. Calm down. It is not going to be scary. Mercury retrograde, we're here to talk about how you can use this time to amply work on your internal stuff and to really connect to your intuition and your internal space and kind of get rid of the things that no longer serve you so that you make room for the stuff that does. And Mercury retrograde or any retrograde is a really good time to do that. Mercury is the planet that um, rules our mind and our mental faculties, the way we communicate with people and the way we think. So those are the things that we'll be kind of reassessing during the Mercury retrograde. And it's not a scary thing. It's supposed to be here to urge you to get rid of the things that don't serve you anymore. So does anybody can I, else? Can, can I jump in? Yeah. So, hey, I'm here. I'm Rain. Who else is here? Gabby. Gabby's here. <laughs> Are you here, Z? I'm here. Kenner yeah. <laughs> is the one that did the intro. Woo! So we're all here today. It's very exciting. I wanted to jump in because Kendra did my reading for me and did a synastry, which was awesome for me and my guy. And when uh, Kendra did this, she told me about the fact that I was born with Mer Mercury retrograde conjunct Mars in my 10th house, which as she puts it, I had to learn how to be my own daddy. And, that, and so, <laughs> which I thought was great. Um, and so now when Mercury goes in retrograde, I feel like super empowered. It is not, it's not a negative thing at all for me. And I was telling the ladies here in the cave that when I was younger, because of some traumas that I had gone through, I definitely did not have a voice. I let people walk on me. I, uh, you know, it was just like, okay, yeah, if people would lie to my face and I wouldn't argue with them. And then I was able to step into my power that my chart basically said I had to be my own daddy. And when I went through that, I became that person. And now I am nothing like that. I still have my kind soul, but there, you, you don't walk on me. I'm just like, yeah, nope, nope, nope. So I did become my own daddy and it's awesome. So I'm here to tell you, do not be afraid of Mercury in retrograde. So ladies, how about Mercury in retrograde for you? Mm, it is what it is. It depends on the sign. It depends on where it's at. In your birth um, chart. Oh, in right? my birth chart, Mercury. My Mercury is in Aquarius. So this Mercury, I go right over my own Mercury. I don't know what that means, but it could, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so Kendra, what would that mean? It's definitely going to give you more of like what Rain was talking about, your voice. Um, there'll probably be more of an accentuation of, of like a closing of a cycle and an opening of a cycle regarding your voice and how you mm -hmm. speak to people and your own communication skill. Um, maybe something with your siblings as well, because Mercury rules the siblings. Right. So when you have a Mercury conjunct Mercury again, you have like something brought up about the siblings for better or for worse. It's just like something that's brought up. Mm hmm. Yeah, it'll be hitting my Saturn, too, actually, because my Mercury and my Saturn are conjunct. Me and right. my brother will fight. No, I'm just joking. 
right. we don't do that anymore <laughs> well saturn Aww. is the dad right like saturn is the father figure too so it's kind of a little bit like reigns in the 10th house because saturn being conjunct mercury is kind of the same thing where mm-hmm. they're father type situations usually in childhood that kind of shape the way you communicate and kind of shape the way that you think and you know your behavioral patterns and so a lot of times this will be like an ending of a cycle and a beginning of a cycle so it can it can sometimes be around those subjects or it can be around the subject um, relating to your own children and like your own Mm -hmm. that kind of aspect I mean that's always something to think about too right so and what so about you, with, with yeah. Oh, with me, um, my Mercury natally is in Scorpio third house, um, and the and that is trying my Jupiter, <laughs> which is retrograde natally. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay, yeah. So I have no idea what that means, but I have a feeling that considering that my chart is like a giant triangle between you know uh my third house my fifth house and my what is that 11th house (laughs) yeah i I feel like i'm affected (laughs) all of those um the third the fifth and the 11th are are all like the masculine energy too it's like firehouse and air houses and so that's going to be all that outward type of output energy, you know, that you're putting outwardly instead of the inward energy and having Jupiter retrograde is a whole other thing. I'll, we'll discuss later if we go there, but um, having it conjunct Mercury in your birth chart is going to like, um, it's going to kind of oh, like, it's trying, it's trying my um, natal Mercury. Okay. Conjunct. Yeah. Those, okay. Yeah. That's right. Gabby and Reigns are conjunct. Yours is trying Jupiter. So that's a benefiting factor. Like Jupiter will actually feed that influence to Mercury and it'll keep you asking questions, right? Like it keeps you curious. It keeps you asking questions and trying to expand your mind. Oh, my life makes sense now. Yeah. (laughs) I I just downloaded like three learning apps. (laughs) Awesome. See, see, you're just, you're picking up on that, right? It's like, okay, this is what I have to do. And it's kind of like an intuitive thing. And, and that's what that's what people need to understand is that paying attention to it, don't just automatically go, oh, Mercury in retrograde, everything's going to go to shit. It's like, okay, what we were talking about earlier, when you have these challenges, it gives you the opportunity to go inward and mm-hmm. resolve them. And when you start resolving those things, your the Mercury in retrograde actually gets better and better and better for you, right? Right. Absolutely. It makes you um, grateful too. It's like a time where it's brought up and you feel grateful that you've come this far. Like it's kind of like a reawakening of whatever that you went through in order to get to that place. And it's kind of a moment where you're like, you know, very grateful and proud of yourself that you've come this far and, and can speak your voice and can communicate and think properly towards the rest of the world. Um, my so what, about, what about yours? Yeah, mine interrupted. No, it's okay. Mine's in the 10th house and it's square my south, well, both my nodes. Mercury square both my nodes. And on my south node is Neptune conjunct um, in the second house and then my north node's in the eighth house. So I've got a lot of mental faculties always in my work zone. 
in the 10th house. I have Venus and Mercury in the 10th house in Virgo. So Mercury in Virgo is really strong. Um, it's why I think too much sometimes. I'm like over analytical um, and can kind of be aggressive towards myself. It's like that saying perfection is the enemy of good enough. Like that episode we talked about because right. I can really like get in this mental space where I can see all of the flaws and it's good because I can help fix and find solutions. But then when you put it on people, people are not flawed, right? We're perfectly imperfect how we are. And so it doesn't work as efficiently like it would in like an application environment like work. So I am grateful that it is in my 10th house so that I have an outlet for that energy. Because if it wasn't like in the seventh house, I would probably be nitpicking my partner to death <laughs> or in the first house, nitpicking myself to death, um, overanalyzing everything about my body, you know, those kinds of things that are not productive. So at least it's in a very productive place. Um, it is square my nodes, right? So Mercury, when I had a reading with Dave um, Haskins, he's an awesome astrologer. You guys will have to look up on Instagram. Um, he was telling me that anything square the nodes in a birth chart means that it's a skipped step, that you it, it's very emphasized this lifetime because you skipped this step. And it's funny because it's square my south node. South node is my past lives, right? So it's very like, okay, yeah, you're right about that one, Dave. And not only that, I remember when we talked about what was the biggest lie we told ourselves. And mine was that my voice doesn't matter. I was told to shut up or to sit, sit down and be quiet and, you know, don't talk because I'm, I'm just a chatty Kathy. And there's always been this negative connotation like, oh, you're a woman. You got to get 15,000 words in a day. And it's like, damn straight. I'll get more than that. You know, so <laughs> it, it's like I own that now versus feeling a shame and guilt around that. Right. And I feel like that's the skip step in my last life. I never owned it. I felt the shame, I felt the guilt, and I sat down and I was pretty and quiet like everyone wanted me to be. And I'm not here for that this life. I'm here to shake shit up and ask questions, and you don't like it, then look at, look another way. I don't know what to tell you. So that's kind of how mine has played out. Well, you know, I'm interjecting in that just for the, the cave listeners. This is why it's critical to understand your birth chart. And getting a, a reading from someone who, like yourself, has been studying this for 20 years makes such a difference because you have an awareness of what to go into Mercury retrograde and other situations in life, you know, how to view that, right? Open your mind and see, okay, I need to work on this and this. I have to have this awareness because this is where this is in my birth chart, like we just all discussed, right? Right. And that's the thing that Mercury is curious. It's about asking questions. And that is the first thing that that a lot of people refuse to do. It's like if you're scared of the Mercury retrograde, then you're scared to ask yourself what no longer serves you and rid mm -hmm. yourself of that. Um, and that's the part that the it's inner work that is to be done. And so it's either laziness or fear or your own behavioral patterns that are getting in the way of your own growth, if that makes right. sense. Yeah, that totally makes, makes, sense. makes total sense. And yep. I feel like, too, like the biggest, I guess we could call it even like enemy of Mercury retrograde is because like it is more of like an introspective time, like any sort of retrograde, you know, whatever that sort of focuses on goes inwards instead of like an outward expression. And like, especially within today's society, because 
we're shamed for going in we're like forced to like live our lives on the outside and like fast pace when we're forced to like you know stop and slow down and look within it's fucking terrifying for people because we don't know how to do it we're trained the other way to like not do it you know what i mean like and also it doesn't help that you know because astrology is becoming more mainstream and like literally anybody can write anything and put it out there there's a lot of fear mongering like in general not even just as, like astrology related and i think that's kind of what's become of like mercury retrograde because like the information we're getting is kind of like diluted and it's like through a very like lens of today's society kind of thing so yeah, which is miss in like that's misinformation to be like real with you because people are putting out there like the surface level astrology and it's not the deep stuff because astrology is supposed to speak to your spirit, not mm -hmm. your, you know, aesthetic. Like, mm -hmm. yes, you can look to Venus and see what your aesthetic is, but you're not right. for astrology for those things. You're supposed to go for soul growth. And yeah. so if you're not there for soul growth. You're just there for the attention, for the clout, for the money, for the whatever. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. so it is getting like cloudy that but there's nothing we can do about it really just try right. to and squash the misinformation when it comes out well this is it and it's like surface level astrology is like it's okay like it's good to get people interested it's but entertaining like people, yeah exactly and that's the thing that the biggest issue with that is because and i mean don't get me wrong because like surface has helped me as well but people need to understand and not take that as at face value kind of like look at it through more of like an energetic lens and kind of like go deeper with it and don't just take it like as you read it you know and don't get me wrong I love like those like personality ones where it's like oh like and it's complete garbage but like it's right, the memes and stuff like that yeah, yeah it's, fun. it's right. so fun you know be like oh like what are the what the signs at a party or whatever you know <laughs> it's just like everybody yeah. doing their random <laughs> shit and like yeah, there is a well, bit of truth within that but it definitely goes way deeper than that like that just kind of like gives you an insight to a very small like fragment of the energy of the entire sign and that it's not you know one size fits all for everyone and people need to be mindful of that like my favorite <laughs> for christmas was uh was jesus in different signs and then the memes for it and it just cracked me up that was the best oh, oh my god i was like roaring when i saw that like aquarius jesus was my favorite <laughs> well, well you, know, I in, give, you what go ahead go sorry I was going to give the dates for everybody listening um, so that you kind of can understand oh, yeah. you're going through something on those dates. Like this is what's going on in the astrology. Not to mention we have been going through a huge Saturn square Uranus for years now. And there's two exact squares that are still happening this year. So it's very much about the societal breakdown and the societal changes, the governmental changes, um, just a lot of things like that. That's an undertone underneath all of this other stuff, right? Because it's been going on for years. So it's not like an actual date that something happened and, Oh, you didn't feel something. Okay. Like this is a, an energy that has extended for years now. Um, but so Mercury has a shadow phase. The shadow phase basically means where on the astrology wheel does it go retrograde? 
So this retrograde period is from 10 degrees of Capricorn to 24 degrees Capricorn. So when Mercury zipped on by 10 degrees Capricorn, that started the shadow phase, even though it wasn't in retrograde, just because it's highlighting those areas, right? So the first date I'm going to bring up is December 28th. We had at 24 degrees Capricorn, Mercury was conjunct Venus. And that's when the shadow phase started, right? And Venus is retrograde right now for everybody. <clears throat> I will mention that Venus retrograde acts like Mercury direct. And Mercury retrograde acts like Venus direct. So think about that one here for a second. Because all of that internal self-awareness we were talking about is exactly like Venus energy, right? Like going inward, understanding ourselves and what brings us pleasure and love in life. So then the next date I'm going to bring up is going to be January 14th. And that's the day that Mercury actually goes retrograde at 10 degrees Capricorn. It is exactly square Uranus. Okay, so Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury. It's the higher mind. It's the God source connection, whereas Mercury is our physical mind here on the planet and our collective communication. So those things are definitely being highlighted this year. Um, the next date is going to be February 3rd. We're going to get to 24 degrees Capricorn. And the sun and Saturn are going to be conjunct at 15 degrees Aquarius. So again, with the Saturn highlight, Saturn Aquarius, Saturn uh, Uranus energy, like it's it's still highlighted. That's very conjunct much. my sun. <laughs> yes, it is. You're having lots of this hit your your oh, chart. Yes. Like higher retrograde is hitting your chart. Mm -hmm. um, then the next date is going to be February 23rd, and that is where it's at 10 degrees Capricorn. That'll be the end of the shadow phase, right? Because now it's going past that point and will no longer be in those degrees between 10 and 24. And on that day, it's exactly square Uranus yet again. So again, with Uranus being the modern day ruler of Aquarius, Saturn being in Aquarius, the sun conjunct Saturn at 15 degrees, which is the midpoint of Aquarius. You couldn't get more Aquarius than 15 degrees Aquarius. Um, all of these squares and stuff happening is very highlighting the Uranus energy. Y'all have thoughts, opinions on the social aspect of all of this that's been happening with Saturn square Uranus? Well, it's, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I definitely agree with all of the, 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 um, undertones that are, that are going on and it is a difficult time. Personally, I kind of have been um, exiting, spending a lot of time with myself and only like with clients and certain people because there's a lot of craziness going on right now. I mean, I hate to say that, but yeah. it's a little it's a little weird out there. It's Uranus. Yep, gotta spice <laughs> things up. Don't know where this is gonna go. You know, that's Uranus and Aquarius energy is very unprecedented, comes out of nowhere, and nobody can predict it. Yeah, predictably so, unpredictable. Oh yeah, yeah. it's, it's Uranus a little bit crazy. Then Taurus mm -hmm. and the nodes are about to go into Taurus and Scorpio, so it's really gonna get lit up the next two and a half years. Uranus is going to have nothing but the North Node, like blessing it. Like, yes, bring us into the future. Bring us into the future, Uranus, you know? So it's going to just get more wacky. Oh, more yeah. Wacky. 
<laughs> I'm kind of excited. I am too. Take it in stride. <laughs> we're very Uranus people. I've got a Uranus stellium. You're an Aquarius. Like it, yep. we like this kind of energy because it shakes shit up and it's not boring or traditional. It's something that is, it brings life and, and like light to stuff. It definitely doesn't let things lurk in the shadows. That's for sure. That's well, what I think. Here's the, sorry, I'm sorry. Here's the interesting thing to me. I, I like when things go through chaotic periods. I don't like drama, if that makes sense. And so right. I avoid the drama that comes along with the chaos. I will excuse an exit because it's like, no, no, Libras love peace, right? I mean, I need peace. <laughs> so, so that's the thing. I do like the chaos. So given an example, when, when there is a... Um, uh, like a tragic event, like a huge earthquake. I've been in a couple of huge earthquakes. I just go into a mode where it's like handle shit, right? Handle shit, handle shit. I can, I can deal with that. But the aftermath and all the drama, I just want to like go for a hike. <laughs> right. Yeah. And the, the drama factor is definitely going to be a thing because Saturn's involved and Saturn is like the dad telling everybody to get in line. And then there's all these kids like, but what about this? What about that? Oh no, I don't like this dad. You know, like right. that's too the bad. World right the get world the is van. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like the world is no longer just going with what they're told. That's the thing is Uranus has woken people up to question things. Right. The higher octave of Gemini and Mercury. It's like that questioning, like, why are we doing this? Or does this really make sense? Or why is this bad for the planet? And we're still doing it like all these questions around the collective. Right. Like not the personal like, oh, you need to be doing this or you need to be doing that. That was this past two and a half years. Is everybody trying to tell everybody else what to do? This yep. is more of the energy of the collective. Right. Like it's going to be more like we need to do this and we need to unite and we oh, you're gonna to see a lot more revolutions and shit too like it's already yeah. happening in so many places and it's only gaining momentum like that's yeah. why you're seeing so many riots so many you know protests i mean what is a riot but a fucking protest that's like just you know vilified by the media but whatever right. <laughs> um yeah. but people you know like you said not just like taking things as they are and just being like oh okay like sure I'll do that just because you said so and you know people are like wait but like why am I doing this and I don't know speaking from personal experience like my entire life and my dad and I actually butt heads because of it like if something didn't make sense to me I wouldn't do it and like you I will ask you and you can explain it to me and make it make sense if you can make it make sense I'll be like okay cool and I'll go along with it but that's just, again, like that Aquarius kind of energy where it's like, we don't just do things because we're told to do them. If they you make always, sense, we'll do it. But yeah. otherwise, that chance where we like to find new ways to do things, thing, ways that make more sense. And, you know, being a very people sign, the ones that like bring everyone together, like you were saying, you're going to see people like coming together more and see people standing in their own power. It's like oh okay sure <laughs> i'm another cog in the wheel yeah it's definitely yeah. more of that empowerment and uranus in the in the mythology like uranus and saturn battled it out right like they battled it out because uranus was trying to rebel against saturn's wishes 
right? Mm-hmm. So it is just like the like rebellious teen that wants to ask all the questions and is like, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. It's that breaking that generational thing. And mm-hmm. that's what we see a huge change in, especially in the United States, because we're doing our Pluto return thing, you know, <laughs> but we'll definitely see the old traditional like way that Congress and the Supreme Court and all that stuff works. That generation is 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 going to be remolded into something different. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to come from the younger generations that are forcing the change, right? Right. So Uranus energy. They're like, no, this doesn't make sense. And why are we doing this? Why are we supporting that? I think another thing that's going to be brought up, guys, and this isn't just because I live in Texas and it was a huge thing here with the abortion situation, but this is a Venus year. This is a six year. Yeah. Retrograde right at the beginning, all mixed up in this Uranus Saturn thing. It is definitely going to be brought up the autonomy of women. Like what rights do women even have? Um, that's going to become a huge thing over the next two and a half years because Taurus is the North Node. So the, the the torch of of you know the North Node blessing energy and increasing growth and spirituality is now being held by Venus, Venus ruled sign. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, especially like I know it's not really like Mercury, but what you were saying the other day too with like that Venus energy and it also being like the Pluto return for the states. You should touch on that a little bit because that was like super fun and <laughs> like, you know, in terms of like women being in power and potentially it's yeah, shifting that, that way. <laughs> that would be really cool. But I mean, I don't know. We'll see. You know how much I've hoped for that kind of thing for years of of every woman being able to find their own power and grow from within and not be stunted by the mediocre people telling them that they can't, you know, this, they can't do that. Like, I just want women to feel like people too. And to just like, just exist without being bothered. Like Mm -hmm. uh, that's what I really just hope for. But Pluto has never gone. Well, Venus has never gone retrograde over Pluto in the past five, 600 years. I went back and searched guys, unless it's in a feminine sign. So back, I guess the 1200s is the last time it was in a masculine sign where Venus would go retrograde over Pluto where Pluto was at. So this happening in Capricorn, this is an Earth sign. It's only happened in Earth and water signs. And I feel like with this whole Venus energy propelling it during the first year that Pluto is going doing its uh, return situation with the U.S., I feel like it's definitely like a push towards the feminine. And we were talking about um, like Biden's chart. We've looked at Biden's chart and he's heavy Scorpio, right? That's the South node. That's the old, that's the past, Mm -hmm. right? So I I have like very, very huge fears around what's going to happen, but I just tell myself it's, it's, it is what it is, you know, it is what it is. (laughs) But I do think that, that Biden might um, not be in office anymore. I'm not saying what will happen. I mean, who knows what happens, right. but I really feel like um, Kamala is going to somehow end up in office just because of the feminine push this year. And if it's not her, like, I don't know, like something else might change where there's some like female role that is going to be heavy and, and extensive, you know, like that one year when like Nancy Pelosi was all over the news, you know, it was like she was standing up to whoever it was. Trump, I guess. Who knows? Yeah. Um, that guy. Yeah, you know? Cheeto <laughs> man. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying? Like, there'll be some, like, very strong feminine energy in this next mm-hmm. year. 
um, the the Pluto return is happening, so the government is is crumbling. So it's almost it looks almost like the feminine is going to like rule things, or there's going to be a huge push even from behind. Like mm-hmm. even if it's on the scenes and that is a guy's voice that's speaking on this stuff, that's something I've also thought about is right. how many allies that women have now in the male community. Like the men that are good men that love women and treat them with respect and like their people and how they are stepping up to educate other men mm-hmm. in those I'm, areas to be I'm like, gonna, hey, I'm going to interject this for just a second. I would love to see someone who has divine feminine and, and appreciates divine masculine because a lot of the what, what I see with, unfortunately, the politicians in either the feminine or masculine side is definitely not divine energy. I would like to see something that comes from a different space. That is what I I'm holding up for because I, I really haven't liked the masculine or the feminine side of the, of our political quote, quote leaders. They're not leaders, they're politicians. So that's what I'm hoping for is divine masculinity, divine femininity. It doesn't yeah. matter what gender the person is. It's right, just like, right. you know, the divine energy. Right. right. As opposed to this political uh, animal that, that I see that is just, that has to do with money. Money, 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 right. money. We all need money to survive. I'm not vilifying money, but that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I totally agree. And even in the feminine realm, I think this is the problem too, is like even the females, or any of the female energy that's represented in the political realm is still acting like masculine because of the patriarchal type society. And not divine masculine. Right, exactly. The toxic type of masculine. They're still fighting for their rights, fighting for their place, which is a masculine quality. And so it's like until the patriarchal type routines and behaviors are gone, women can't even just sit and receive. You see what I'm saying? Like that is the divine feminine is to be able to receive information intuitively. And you can't do that if you're out there just trying to fight all the other men to try to get to the top. You see what I'm saying? So it's like a broken system, the way it works that needs to be rewritten. And that's really what I hope happens is that like the whole idea of um, gender being in the political realm is rewritten. Like it's, Mm -hmm. it's rewritten as far as like it doesn't matter what your gender is if your voice matters your voice matters you're a person like right. man woman exactly. doesn't matter yeah so i'm just really excited that i've seen trans people get into the politics too like yep. i really really love that i saw one of the first trans women get sworn in and I was just like, oh, my gosh, this is amazing, you know, because this just doesn't happen. I also saw one of the first pagan women to be sworn in. So she is trying to bring rights back to the pagan community and into politics. So she's the first witch that's actually walking around saying, I'm a witch and I'm in politics. Right. Uh, because that hasn't happened. They won't. They, they have never let right. that happen which means powerful woman that you're scared of. <laughs> so, yep. Yeah, it's, it's because, again, that's been vilified. People do not understand that really it's holistic. It's healing. It's, you know, I, I mean, the people that got burned, the women that got burned at the stake for being witches were basically holistic healers. 
Right. They were herbalists. Right. They they were the women that lived on the outskirts of town, too, that usually didn't have a husband or a father or a brother that could protect them because they were, you know, they chose to be alone without. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like unheard of because you need somebody. You can't do nothing about them. You know, it's like that whole like stigma about, again, like a woman is not her own person. Like she has to be owned by somebody like a slave. Like, are you serious? So until that, you know, changes, which that that is on its way out the door, I feel like Um, there's more women that choose to either not be married or to just be in like a partnership without that whole stigma behind the the paper signing and all that stuff, you know, like I told y'all, I couldn't even get my tubes tied without getting a signature from my ex-husband. So if he would, if he didn't agree what I was doing to my body, if he wasn't going to agree with it, then I wouldn't have been able to make that choice. Oh my God. That is horrendous. You know what I mean? Like if you are married, they take that person's word over yours because you are owned by them still. You know, so yeah, it's, still, it's still like, are you serious? This is my body, my my choices to my body, and I should be able to make them. But I think that's going to be talked about more this next year. I think the next two and a half years, at least, when the nodes are in Taurus and Scorpio, right? Because that's Taurus is the feminine energy. Scorpio is the is more of the Mars ruled Pluto type of deep, dark energy that you have to go inward and kind of ask yourself these kind of scary questions, right? And Taurus is like, you know, Venus and abundance and all that kind of stuff. So it's like, um, you know, a seesaw back and forth asking yourself, do I need this? If not, I got to get rid of it so I can go back to the Venus energy and be abundant and have more room for growth and receiving. Well, Mm -hmm. since we were talking about politics and you were talking about your choice, your body, without going off on a whole other tangent, one thing that I noticed is that for the most part, really conservative camps have been, you know, I'm, I'm not going to say anything that anybody should get a vaccine or shouldn't get a vaccine. That's a personal choice, right? It's a personal choice with what to do with your body. Um, But it go, a lot of the very conservative people are saying, I'm not going to put that in my body. But then a lot of naturopaths like myself say, I'm not going to put that in my body. I choose to take care of my body a particular way, right? But I find it really interesting is that people who were against allowing people to do what they want to with their body, let's say like with abortion, they now they're saying, but I choose not to have a vaccine put in my body. So it's like, okay, so it's okay for you to tell someone that they can't have an abortion, but you want to tell people that you can't have a vaccine shoved in your veins. Um, and you don't see that there is a, a, hypocrisy some hypocrisy here, right? Yeah, there is because it's not, um, it's, it's really been your body. Twisted. doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's really been twisted because it should all just be your own choice. Like right. all of it to be your own choice, but that this it. is all this is all Uranus bringing all this up, mm-hmm. right? Because all asking what's the collective answer and what's your individual answer, and then the judging you off of your collective versus individual answer. It's all Uranus square Saturn, where people are just arguing to argue, 
right? Mm-hmm. Like, is this even really valid? Should we just all just let everybody be themselves and do whatever right. the want? You know, like it is kind of a back and forth. And it's funny to me because at the very beginning, and I won't go down a huge tangent, but at the very beginning of this, Trump was supporting the vaccine and he was calling it the Trump vaccine, right? And all of his all of his followers were all about the vaccine until Biden got into office. And then it was like, no, that's an evil vaccine because now it's Biden's vaccine. And it's like, what? <laughs> so it's, it's almost like uh, there's a huge portion of them out there that are only doing what they're told, like sheep led to the slaughter. Like it is crazy to me that they're not even doing the thing that we're supposed to be doing, which is questioning. Like questioning. what is right for me? What is right for me? Like I need to do right for me, not what everybody's telling me to do, you know, because everybody's situation is different. Some people have autoimmune disorders. Some people don't believe in vaccines and have never had one their entire life. There's nothing right or wrong about either of those things. It's just what it is right for them. You know, like it's a personal choice and that's how Mm -hmm. it should be about abortion too, or anything autonomy that is your own personal body. You should have control over that and not have anybody else um, standing over you with guilt or shame or, or telling you what to do. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's not like driving. We have to have certain rules in society so that we don't crash our cars into each other, right? That, that's a different thing than your body choices. Mm-hmm. We have to have some societal rules so that we can have infrastructure right? But infrastructure is not my body. It's not your body. We have the right to be autonomous, you know? Yeah. And And you're totally right about that because I even saw on TikTok, some girl was making a video about it and she was like, it's funny because I sat here and made all these videos about women's rights and I'm having the same people now that I'm talking about COVID, these same guys that were coming into my comments talking about, you don't have any rights and blah, 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 blah. And you know what I mean about the abortion right. thing. And I'll say the same thing about the, the COVID vaccine. Like I, I deserve my own rights. And it's like, okay. <laughs> what's even more funny than like the vaccine though, is the people that are like pro-life anti-mask because like right. masks literally do nothing to change right. the autonomy of like the, whatever within your body. Like right. vaccine is a little more like you're literally injecting yourself with something. But like, I find it's even more humorous with the masks because it's like you're literally fucking wearing something protect, not protect, but to like, you know, minimize, not prevent, minimize the spread of a, you know, virus that's running rampant right now, which fine. If you don't want to wear a mask, I mean, I get it. But like, I think it's just a small fix. But then it's like literally the same people that are there being like, oh, well, you have to keep this baby because it's, you, it's an unborn life. Like, um, yeah. what? Well, and, and, I, and I'm weird <laughs> with the masks because I'm like, okay, if you're going to have masks, then you need to use them properly. Right. In other words, you use it, you, it's, it should be used once. It yep. should be disposed of. It should, or, you know, I mean, and I'm seeing them thrown out. And so I, I have a real issue with the mask thing because nobody is using them in any way that really makes any sense. It, right. It's like they're reusing the same one over and over again. They're taking them off. They're setting them on a counter. It doesn't, it, it's not making any sense. None of this right. is like, it just doesn't make sense. People well, that's are the thing. screwed up. Yeah. The entire thing with the whole pandemic was handled very poorly on so many fronts but i feel like i could 
definitely go down a rabbit hole right now so <laughs> right <laughs> probably like let's stare back from mercury because i'm starting to get a little yeah, like yeah yeah because <laughs> i feel like the whole thing was just fucking handled poorly and it is what it is we're here now we just take it as we go we do what we need to do <laughs> well i will steer this sort of from masks and vaccines to prescriptions and the prescription symbol that is the rx is actually the same symbol that we use for retrograde, which ZMR had to go look up because as much astrology I know, I don't know all the facts, obviously. And she went to go find some information on that. Um, so Z, you want to tell us what you found? Oh, <laughs> sure. Um, I didn't really write anything down as much as I was just like reading it. Um, I know, ooh, hold on a second. I know that the R, it like for the RX symbol, the R stands for recipe um, to take something. Uh, it was introduced in the 1600s by the medical community. However, before that, um, it was seen as a symbol for Jupiter. And if you look at the symbol for Jupiter, it does kind of look like a four, which um, that's basically what they took it off of. Um, the RX, um, I saw another, no, uh, <laughs> um, the way that the X kind of lays below the R kind of like a little tail is actually representative almost of like a, um, I guess you can say almost like a spell if you can think about it, because it, the X laying below the R actually stands for like under the guidance, under the protection of Jupiter, take this medication as prescribed. Mm-hmm. That was one thing that I didn't make a note on, but I did, um, like, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, that's why, you know, you look at the RX and it's not R next to an X. The X lays below because the R kind of has a tail, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the power of Jupiter being like, you know, the most powerful God in certain mythologies. So it would make sense, like under the guidance of the most high, please take this prescription so that you can be protected and you can be healed and whatever not right Um, it's like a charm or a spell because that's what they used to do and medical astrology really used that too as far as jupiter goes because jupiter is about luck and expansion it also rules the liver which is the organ in the body that like filters out all the bullshit right and like cleans you out of the toxins and makes you pure again So that's a lot of it, too, is that they thought that, you know, if Jupiter rolled the liver and the liver did all these things, because right, like they were just now learning about that we even had organs inside of us, right? So at that time, they were thinking, oh, my gosh, this is the filter, right? Like this is the the way to cleanse yourself and be well again is with Jupiter. So that was super interesting. I did not know that. Thank you, ZMR, for educating us on that astrology little detail (laughs) sorry sorry go ahead no I was just saying it's interesting you go ahead (laughs) well yeah the 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 thing about the prescription that Z was talking about is and going into the mercury retrograde it all makes sense because when mercury is in retrograde the prescription is to go inside because these questions are coming up it's not to run away it's not to hide from it It's to say, okay, 
why is this coming up? What is happening? And, and you had brought that up. You, you were talking about technology. And so the, the, the prescription is to go inside and discover. So retrograde is to, it's a prescription for the self, right? Right, right. To go inside and expand and look at everything that's going on inside of you. Like I had said before, Mercury retrograde acts like Venus direct. And if we think about Venus energy, we've talked about Venus a lot. We love her on here. Very Venusian group we have here. Um, Venus energy asks you what pleases you, what brings you joy, what brings you abundance. Like if you don't have the space inside of you to accept that stuff because you're cluttered with all this nonsense that you don't need anymore, then you can't accept greatness, right? Like you can't accept the expansion. Mercury's opposition you know, Mercury rules Gemini. The, op the opposite side of Gemini is Sagittarius, which is ruled by Jupiter, right? Jupiter is about expanding things. So you can't expand unless you have all the data, right? That's the Mercury thing. You need the data, which means you have to go inward to gather the data and then analyze it, lay it all on a table and say, does this person serve me in this relationship? Does this relationship have some things I need to tweak to make it work more efficiently how am I behaving in this relationship? Am I bringing up my own childhood trauma and projecting it onto this person? Like all these different things that are scary questions because our egos don't want to answer them. Our egos want to go, no, look the other way. Yep. You're perfect the other way. You're perfect just how you are. You know, mm -hmm. and always there's room for inner growth. So it's not I, me, it's everyone else. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you're having the same problem with everyone else, then it might be you. Right. right. One common denominator. <laughs> right. exactly. Wouldn't you want to try to resolve that? You know, yeah. if, you're, if it keeps coming up. Yeah. I You'd think. think. The, well, I mean, I've been that person that didn't resolve something over years and years. So don't think any of your listeners that were judging y'all. We've been this people too. Oh, yeah. We're all, mm -hmm. we're all human. We're not here to judge or we're here to give compassion and understanding in that front because we've been there and it's so much freeing just like rain was saying once you actually overcome these challenges and you grow from them you get to look back during this time and like have a tear fall at how proud of yourself you are and how much you love yourself and how grateful you are that you've grown that much mm -hmm. yeah i like Merc mercury and retrograde a lot better than i liked venus and retrograde <laughs> Yeah, Venus retrograde acts like Mercury direct. So it's very overstimulating, right? It's like too much. Like Venus she likes to just chill and enjoy and take her time and be slow. When it's retrograde, it's like we don't even have time for ourselves. When Venus is retrograde, mm -hmm. it's hard to find the time for self-love rituals and for pleasure practices and all these things that Venus wants you to do to connect to yourself because it's acting like Mercury, where it's like we have too many things on the list. We've spread ourselves too thin. We have no time for anything, especially ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that is really a good time when Venus goes retrograde to say no to people. Nope. I ain't got time for that. Nope. I ain't got time for that either. Nope. Nope. I'll yeah. go. Nope. nope. When I it goes through. <laughs> like, even even my kid wants me to get their hair bleached. And I'm like, Venus is retrograde. You never change your hair when Venus is retrograde. <laughs> it's not a drastic change. Like, we just right. don't. So I'll pencil you in in three weeks, babe. 
and it's yeah. like constant nagging. I'm like, you're not going to like it. It's like that time I went back and looked on pictures and dated them. Every time I cut my bangs, <laughs> you know, it was Venus retrograde. And That's it was like, so funny. why are you cutting bangs again? Your face don't look good with bangs. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of us have done this one. I love bangs. I miss Guilty. my bangs. <laughs> I look great I with bangs, though. You do. Sway bangs. The sway bangs that go to the side, that's the only bangs I can do. And I have to cut them really short up at the top. So right. I have to style them. And I'm not a styling kind of hair person. I kind of like just run my hands through my hair and call it a day. It's a huge <laughs> hair. So, yeah. I like your little space buns today. So cute. I thought those were antenna. Oh, um, I but I got some hair moisturizer. I've got like a hair mask on my hair and so I bunch it up so that it can all soak in and get all moisture. That time in the uh, the snow dried my hair out. Like my hair is so dry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I wanted to add something about like the Mercury retrograde and like that Saturn square Uranus energy. Yeah. Because, um, you know, how we were talking about how... Um, the retrograde symbol and how it stands for you know um under the guidance of like jupiter and stuff and how we were talking about all this stuff um how that retrograde period is almost like you know instead of it being overtly um influenced by a planet so like how jupiter is expansion and then you know um growth and all that stuff in if you internalize that, that would mean, wouldn't that mean like making space, taking that time to heal, slowing down, um, yeah. just doing that internally. So the expansion of your side, how you said, like make room for that growth. Okay. All right. So I, I was looking at that and then I was thinking about how Saturn square Uranus is about, you know, that control versus liberation um, or freedom uh, power versus, you know, um, revolution, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um, it made me think of like, okay, so maybe this retrograde is almost like a way for us to slow down, look at ourselves through a microscope and see that divine feminine that lies within us. And then just bring that up to the surface and, and, you know, that's the new version of us. Saturn is the old, the patriarchal, very, you know, this is how it is. This is how it's always been. This is how it's always going to be. And I will break your little ankles if you try to fucking change it. And then yeah. that Uranus energy is just like, ah, how about no? How about um, <laughs> you're an old guy, sit down. Right now, we're going to let the she's, they's, gays, and everyone else join the club and we're going to make our own rules and we have taken that time to um grow internally love ourselves expand our you know focus remembering that you know you are radiant seeing that diamond that's hidden underneath all that stuff that mercury retrograde is to help us remember who the fuck we are where's that power coming from and you know what we will face saturn we are going to face those old stereotypes and all of these old um monuments that we have built to worship these false idols of men who said oh we're in control yet you know this energy is telling us otherwise this energy is telling mm -hmm. us it's over 
Right. It's it's over. You might as well just chop it up. You know, it's all about having that pride, that pride within yourself. It's no longer yep. conforming to the norms. It is about taking pride in yourself, taking that and running with it, that beautiful energy within yourself that you've been digging so hard. And, you know, considering that these are planets that take a really long time to transit and stuff, I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Because <laughs> we've been going for years. So it is like, it has had to break down so many different pieces of our society so that everyone can focus on themselves. I even think this whole, the whole COVID situation happened when Saturn, Pluto, and Jupiter had a triple conjunction, which they haven't had in thousands of years. You know, it's been a long time. And in Capricorn, right here, where Pluto is going to be, you know, doing its return i feel like this whole thing was so everybody could have more time and space to go inward and people have been saying oh it's mother nature cleansing the planet and there you know there's going to be so much death and all this stuff and it's like yeah but when something dies there's always room for growth that is what we're talking about make room for the things that are positive and ample and abundant in your life, because you will have room to pull it into yourself when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's so true too. Like what, like you said, with the whole pandemic and I mean, like, you know, that's not to take away from like, you know, the people who have passed on and, you know, like, yes, it is a real virus. It is a real thing, but like big picture looking at it, like it was a time of reflection, you know, we all went into lockdown. Yes. It sent some people fucking over the edge, but like, for a lot of other people, it gave them the ability, like, well, for me, for example, like, before, like, I always had depression and anxiety, but, like, I'd have to, you know, get up and go to work every day, so, like, I didn't have time to just sit home and be depressed, whereas, like, when the pandemic hit, and, like, we weren't allowed to go to work, like, if I wanted to wake up, and if I, what, not that I want to be depressed, like, when I was depressed, like, and I'd wake up, I was able to just allow myself to just exist in that state and it has done wonders for my mental health. And I feel like it's done a lot for like people in that way. Just a second, my cat's trying to take my sweet grass. Um, (laughs) But yeah, in terms of, oh shit, where where was I going with that? Um, Just like working and like now people aren't settling for the same things in terms of work. Like before people be like, yeah, I'm going to my minimum wage job. But like now people aren't settling for that. They're like, no, I want to work from home. I want to do this. I want to do that. People are, you know, kind of taking that power back because it's like it kind of proved to us that we don't need the system the way that it is. Like there are other ways to do things, but yet we're still being forced to continue. You know, they're trying to fit us into these molds still and it's just not working and people are realizing people are valuing themselves. Mm-hmm. Well, and definitely the education system. It's so, it's, it's like, yeah, this is not working anymore. We have so much information that's literally at our fingertips now. We don't need to spend four years doing something that we can get an education for in two years. And we don't need to spend the kind of money on that. It's just not, it's just, just it's not relevant anymore. We mm-hmm. need the education, but the system needs to change. Yep. That's right. the thing. And see, in America, it's crazy because other countries, education's free, medical health care is free. Like, that's what I'm saying. There has to be some different changes here in the U.S. as far as that's what this Pluto return is going to do. I mean, it's, def- it's definitely going to kill the things but that do not work anymore. 
here's the thing. It's not free. It's that the money that is used, that is pulled from other people being productive, the taxes, the, it's used for the people that are paying the taxes. It's not used to fund people's mansions, their private jets, their right. bullshit and pork, their favorite, uh, you know, their favorite things. That's the, that's part of the problem is there is so much waste of the money that we put in for special interests that have nothing to do with any of us that are, that are paying into the system. Mm-hmm. Right. Collective. There's no collective like warrant. Like they're, you know, they're not, well, what am I paying for that, that I'm using? Because, because now like my, my, t- my taxes for my cars, that, that was considered a tax. It's now not considered a tax. It's considered considered a service fee. So I don't get a write off that money that I have to spend for my cars that used to be considered to, to pay for the roads, et cetera. It was a tax for infrastructure. Now I can't even use that as a write off. And, and I have a gas vehicle and I have a completely electric vehicle. And, and so now, because I'm not paying a tax a, a tax on gas for my electric vehicle, they want to charge me an extra tax. Mm-hmm. So because, because why? Because I'm using a vehicle that is good, you know, quote, quote, good for the environment as far as the air. It's not necessarily good because of the battery, right? And so there are so many things that make absolutely no sense. And people are, are becoming billionaires off of taxes. And that is not what it was meant for. It mm-hmm. needs to be fixed the system needs to be fixed for the people folks for the people right so it's not free the education isn't free the healthcare isn't free but there is a way to redistribute the money that is being spent so that it gets spent to help the people that are paying for them yeah yeah it's 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 wild it's gonna be for the people guys the aquarian age is upon us and this is just the beginning of Mm -hmm all of this because Uranus is in Taurus right this is where you plant the seed is in Taurus you plant the seed here in the Venusian fertile earth and then it grows so Uranus is just now planting the seeds and it is a long transit he spends Mm -hmm. like 13 something is it 13 years or something maybe less maybe maybe it's like seven years I can't remember they all have long transits throughout the signs like he'll be here a couple years he's been here a couple of years so i think it's like seven or eight years in taurus um depends on the orbit obviously of of how long they stay in each sign um but in taurus yeah he's been here for a while planting a seed planting that seed what is that it's a coral (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, but it's so perfect it looks like Sorry. a vagina for, for the for the for the the people that are listening right now uh my guy ha- creates uh under undersea landscapes and there is this coral that i'm showing the ladies and it does it looks like a, vagina. a beautiful vagina you should yeah. screenshot that and put it on the instagram page so people can yeah. see it if they want okay okay I will. the main picture for this podcast so we'll do that guys that's the picture Sorry. the beautiful <laughs> it's just so cool it is because it's so beautiful it's, it's perfected by nature you can just see how pretty it is look at that cute oh, little fold look at that cute little fold <laughs> 
I, so I, you know, I figure I, that's probably a good way to transition into closing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's been fun talking with y'all about this Mercury retrograde and everybody, no fear. If y'all have any questions about it, feel free to reach us on our Instagram or our Twitter or our, all of our handles, you know, um, ask us any questions or if you have any ideas for future episodes, um, you're more than welcome to reach out to us and ask for that as well. So we hope sure you guys thing. have a great 2021 and 2022. 2022. Oh, had. Oh, yeah. I said, have a great 2021. I was like, Kendra. <laughs> yep. Happy New Year. <laughs> no, I, I, I hope you had a good 2021. 2022 is going to be even better. It's yeah. Be more energy and more abundance for all of us who want to do the inner work. So go if you out. don't want to, well, then have fun getting dragged through the mud. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Love you guys. Love and you guys. everyone Love have a wonderful day. Yeah, do that. All right. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye. Oh hey, me again. Um I just wanna say if you enjoyed what you heard on today's episode. Feel free to give us a follow on Instagram or TikTok. Um, our handle is the underscore cave echo. Um, and I know Kendra had mentioned one of our astrologer friends, Dave, on today's episode. And if you'd like to follow him on Instagram, his Instagram handle is universal underscore signals underscore astrology.